raised from the dead. We raise with you. And today we walk in a newness of life. Today we stand fast in the faith and the conviction of the freedom by which you have made us free. Today we cling to the power of God. That we truly might walk in that resurrection life, that resurrection power. And so we thank you for your blood being shed. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you have been here. You remain here to anoint us, to bring healing and deliverance, to give us utterance to speak as we ought to speak, that we as a church might hear what the Spirit of God is saying to us, not miss our day, our hour, not miss our time to arise and to shine, but to step in, to step up, to step through that threshold into the very things that you have prepared for us in this day, in this time, in this hour. And so we give you all the glory, we give you all the honor, we give you all the praise and all the thanksgiving for what will be accomplished, has been accomplished in every heart, every life, every mind, every body. We thank you for it in Jesus' mighty, matchless, majestic name we pray. And everyone who agreed said, amen. Amen. Good morning, church. So good to be with you this morning. Everybody who's joining us by live stream, by streaming, want to join you. Our Meeker campus, thank you for being with us. It is a great day to be alive. Amen. Praise the Lord. You all can be seated. Glory to God. I just want to say this. Uh, Today is my 34th anniversary. Praise the Lord, and uh, I believe that my wife uh, is watching online, so babe, I love you, and, um, and I would want, wouldn't want to do life with anyone else. It has been a great 34 years, and I look forward to too many more, amen, and so it's a great day for us, and uh, it's a great day to be alive. You know, we used to say this, uh, uh, now is the time. We are the people, and this is the place of the moving of the Lord. And sometimes we get to thinking differently, or things happen along the lines and along the process, or things start to change, and we start to wonder about what the future holds, but now is the time. Today, we're a little limited. Uh, I'm all right with the Spirit of God moving today, and... uh, so we'll, I'll have to navigate here what we have planned to get in the right time frame. But I wanted to start something that I don't know. I, I thought today might be the totality of it, but it looks like it won't. I want to start something that I've entitled, What About Now? What About Now? And so open your Bibles with me to Philippians chapter 1. Philippians chapter 1, and we're going to dive in here into verse 6 of Philippians chapter 1. And New King James says it like this. It says, being confident of this very thing, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Listen, Jesus started something. He plans on completing it. 
But I'm telling you, he's working it right now. If you want to just look back to when he started it, if you want to look to what might happen next, you'll miss what he's doing right now. And if we miss what he's doing right now, we will probably miss what is to be in the future. The Message Bible says it like this. It says, there has never been the slightest doubt in my mind that the God who started this great work in you would keep at it, bring it to a flourishing finish on the very day Christ appears. Philippians chapter 2, starting in verse 12, New King James says it like this, Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. One translation says it is God who is at work, at work in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. The Message Bible says it like this. What am I getting at, friends? It is that you should simply keep on doing what you've done from the beginning. When I was living among you, you lived in responsive obedience. Now that I am separated from you, keep it up. Better yet, Redouble your efforts. Be energetic in your life of salvation, reverent and sensitive before God. That energy is God's energy, an energy deep within you. God himself willing and working at what will give him the most pleasure. God is at work in you. You say, might say, well, what's going on in there? God is at work in you. I believe that God is at work in every single one of us right now, and he's working to mine out the gifts. He's working to mine out the abilities. He's working out to mine out the things that he placed in you by his good pleasure to transform your life from that which was dominated by the course of this world that gets dominated every day and catches us up in its flow without us even thinking about it. But God is at work in us to change our mind from getting caught in that flow and in the desires of our flesh to begin to understand the kingdom of God and what is going on right now around us. So many times we get caught up in the, you know what, if I could just be with someone else, if I could just be somewhere else, if I could just be doing something else, but I'm telling you, God has you exactly where he wants you. God has a plan, and God has something in you for this season and for this time. And it's now is the time. Sometimes we think, well, the grass is always greener on the other side of the fence. But I'm telling you, hopelessness is springing in our culture right now because everybody thinks the grass is greener somewhere else. If I just had another job, but when you arrive at that other job, you are still there and God is still waiting to draw up the gifts and the talents on the inside of you. If I just had another uh, uh, mate, if I just had another spouse, but people move and they go to another one and they find out they're still there and God wants to bring out the best in them and in bringing out the best in them he wants to bring out the very best in their marriage he wants to bring out the very best in the people around them at work he wants to bring out the very best in their family it's not about something else somewhere else sometime else but it's something about here and now and us and God and what he wants to do right now
There's something going on in you right now that if you begin to think about yesterday or you begin to think about someday in the future, you'll miss what God's doing right now. And right now is very important to what will come. Right now is incredibly important to see and to know what God has planned for us. Paul prayed this for the Ephesian church in Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 17. He says, I bow my knee to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ that he would grant unto you right now, not later, not sometime in the future, not someday what he would have done before, but right now that he would grant unto you, he would grant unto me a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Right now to know him to know the power of his resurrection, to know his abundant mercy, to know his great grace. Right now, not someday I'll experience the grace of God. Not someday I'll experience God's healing power. Not someday I'll experience a, a, a new thing. But right now, to experience God's goodness, to experience God's grace, to experience God's power, to experience God's anointing. Right now, to see the situations that we are in right now. To reveal himself to us. And he says in that revelation of who Christ is, our heart begins to open up and the spirit of God begins to flood our hearts with light. This should be our daily prayer. This should be something you incorporate in your daily prayer life. God, I want to know you and I want to know, have my heart flooded with the light of the hope of my calling. God wants to show you something about the riches of the glory of his inheritance for you as a saint. Listen, we always think somewhere else, sometime else, there are riches of glory in you. Come on, there's riches. There's richer things in you. You say, well, where is it? I haven't seen it. Maybe someday I'll see it. God wants to reveal the riches of his glory in you and for you right now. And so often we get caught up in putting it off. Well, someday God will do something. Or I haven't seen it in the past. And we get robbed by yesterday. Or we get robbed by someday. But God says, I want to open up your heart. And I want to reveal things to you right now. I want to dig into the depths of what I've created in you. And I want to mine out the riches of the glory that I've put on the inside of you. Come on, the enemy's trying to make you think, well, if it was there, but the riches, you just think about it, natural resources. We drive around here and we look at the dry, deserty places, and underneath that there are resources of wealth, there are resources of riches that move our culture and our society. They're not on the surface. Why? Because everybody would be getting and using and abusing. They're not on the surface. The rich things are found down in the earth. And the rich things have been developed in the earth by heat and time and pressure. And we get to the point where we think, you know what, I don't, I don't know if I like this. But God says, I put some things down deep in you. You say, well, why don't they come? Because deep calleth unto deep. Come on, now we, we get all wooey about that, don't we? We get all like, deep calleth unto deep. No, there's some things hidden deep inside of you. 
They're not on the surface. They're not in your feelings. They're not in your emotions. They're not in your intellect. They're down on the inside of you. It's in a place where the Holy Spirit begins to mine, where the Holy Spirit, if you allow him, begins to work with you to stir up the riches of the greatness of the glory of his inheritance for you and I as sons and daughters of God. And though we think, you know what, someday we'll get that stirred up. Someday we'll start to operate in that. Someday I'll get to that. God wants to get to it today. What about now? Why someday else? Why do we keep looking back to yesterday? What about now? What about today? Come on, we miss it. We think about all kinds of other things. People have missed opportunities Day in and day out because they're looking either back to the past or they're looking to someday and they miss an opportunity right now. In Galatians, the sixth chapter. Whew, we're running out of time fast. Galatians, the sixth chapter. Most of you know this in verse 9. It says, do not grow weary in well-doing, right? Do not grow weary in well-doing. Don't grow weary in well-doing. For in due season, we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those of the household of faith. He said, listen, don't grow weary in doing good things because in due season, you'll reap if you do not faint. And so many times we get tired and we get wore out because we start thinking about what hasn't happened yet. I've been doing things and nothing has happened. And we start looking to yesterday and say, well, it hasn't happened yet. And then we begin to look forward and say, well, I don't even know if that's going to happen someday. And he says, thinking about yesterday and always waiting for someday will weary you and wear you out. He said, but today, if you'll sow your life today, if you'll sow your life today, it'll give you energy. It'll inspire you. It'll equip you and give you a hope for tomorrow and the harvest that is to come. It's not a good day to miss an opportunity to do something good for God. It's not a good day. God's been dealing with me about this. And, and Dave, Dave and I, I don't know where Dave is. Dave, where are you at? Oh, he's at this camera right here. So Dave and I were playing golf the other day, and he got stung by a hornet on his neck. He's like, I just think I got stung by a hornet. So we were going through a, a golf. Uh, I guess he, where are you at, Dave? Wait, oh, there he is. He's over there. That's Dale, and who's back over there? I can't see. I have lights in my eyes. Anyway, thank God for our camera guys. Uh, they're great. Amen. And uh, so he got stung by this hornet. And so we kept, just kept playing and talking about it and didn't think anything. And then he sends me, uh, later he sends me, he says, I think I got stung by a, a, one of those murder hornets. And he shows me his neck, and it's like all welted and and whatever, and then he said, they prayed Thursday, and it went away, and I thought, ah, I text him, I said, I should have prayed for you right then, and we were talking, it didn't seem like any big deal, right, but right then, right then was an opportunity to pray, so he didn't go through another day of swelling, and, and wealth, and, and itching, and pain, today, right now, see, there's so many opportunities right now, well, I'll wait till someday. I'll wait till the time is right. If you wait till the time is right, the time will never come. 
What about now? Right now. God's doing things right now. Right now in this place, this morning, God was working. We live in a time right now where we think, you know what, someday I'm going to come. Someday they're going to have a healing line. Someday somebody's going to lay hands on me. But what about now? What about what the Spirit of God was doing in this place right now? What about the anointing? You're waiting for somebody else, sometime else, but God right now wants to do in something in you. He wants to do something through you. He wants to do something for you, not someday. So well, wait a minute. Doesn't God want us to have vision for someday? It's what you do today that gets you to someday. Today is incredibly important to tomorrow. But if you just wait for tomorrow, tomorrow never comes. I don't know if you've ever found that out or not, but when it clicks over midnight, it's now today. And you have to wait for tomorrow. I know that'll be revelation for some of you, but tomorrow will never come. We live in a day today. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6, quit worrying about tomorrow. Tomorrow has its own trouble, sufficient. But today, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all the things that you need will be added unto you today. Tomorrow has its own trouble. Today has, you say, today has trouble. Listen, we're going to go through trouble no matter what. I would rather go through trouble today with him rather than without him. There's opportunities that come that sometimes we miss that we don't really ever see. But today, today, today's the day. Right? We don't have any guarantee for tomorrow. I heard somebody say this one time, the greatest, per, the greatest gift ever given to mankind was Jesus. The second greatest gift is today. Because there's power today. We don't have a guarantee of tomorrow. But you're alive today. Right? Ecclesiastes, I'll get this wrong, but the essence is Ecclesiastes says it's better to be a live dog than a dead lion. Why? Because though you're waiting to be a roaring lion, if a lion is dead, he does no good. It's better to be a living dog than a dead lion. You may look to say, someday I look to be this great and glorious and do these great things, but today you're alive, and today is the gift that you have, and right now God is working in you to will and to do of his good pleasure. Right now God is working to finish what he started on the inside of you. Right now is your opportunity to rejoice. Right now is your opportunity to forgive. There's no greater day than today to forgive somebody for what they've done to you. Today is no greater day than to rejoice for what Jesus has done today there's no greater day than today to put your faith in what Jesus has done for you to see it begin to blossom and erupt today today is the day to act and react and open up your miracle we can always miss opportunities that come 2 Corinthians chapter 6 starting in verse 1 all right, I'm going to have to try to figure out. This is my introduction, and I'm going to have to try to figure out how to wrap it up. 
Second Corinthians chapter 6, verse 1, Paul says this. He says, when we then as workers together with him also plead with you not to receive the grace of God in vain. For he says, in an acceptable time, I have heard you. And in the day of salvation, I have helped you. What does he say next? Behold, now. Everybody say now. Now. See, sometimes we think, well, in the acceptable time, well, in the day of salvation. But he clarifies it for us. Now is the acceptable time. Today is the day of salvation. Everybody say today. Everybody say now. Now. Everybody say today is the day of my salvation. Listen, he's talking greater than today is the day to walk the front and, and to give your life to Jesus. He said today is the day for that, but today is the day of sozo. Today is the day of not only your salvation. Today is the day of your healing. Today is the day of your deliverance. Today is the day of your wholeness. Today is the day of your prosperity. Today is the day of salvation. There won't be an accepted time out there somewhere else. There won't be an accepted time behind us. Come on, listen, that you'll never get the past back. One person said the past is a cash check and the future is a promissory note. But today is cash in hand. Come on, when you look back to the past and everything that's happened that you can do nothing about, God's grace is not there. When you look to the future of someday, if it ever happens, if it could happen, God's grace is not there. He's saying, why would we try to get God's grace usefully working somewhere where it's not? But God's grace is here and now. Opportunity is incredibly important. All right, let's see if I can figure out how to wrap this up. I'm I'm not good at staying with notes or staying with a plan anyway, and I can't now. I'm going to figure out how to finish this thing off. (laughs) In Mark, the 14th chapter, many of you know about this story. But Jesus went to Simon the leper's house, and they're having dinner there, and the disciples are gathered around, and as they're having dinner, all of a sudden this woman kind of moves in quietly into their midst, and she comes behind Jesus, and she breaks open an alabaster flask and begins to pour this expensive perfume over Jesus. And as she does that, many in the room begin to rebuke her and ask her, what in the world are you doing? That is expensive perfume and you're just pouring it out. And as they think they've got the upper hand and telling this woman what she's doing, Jesus stops and he says, y'all are wrong. Something's going on right now that you don't see that she knew in her heart was for now. Right now, she's anointing me for my burial. You see, something happened after that dinner very quickly. Then Jesus went to the Last Supper. He was arrested. He was tried. He was crucified. He was buried. He raised from the dead. And understand this, on that day he was raised from the dead. The other women were taking all the spices to anoint him for his burial, but he wasn't there. The time to anoint him for his burial was not after the resurrection. The time that this woman knew was, I got something burning in me right now. 
right now. It's burning in me to anoint him, the master, with this expensive perfume. And everybody else didn't even recognize the time or the season, but the moment was now because there wouldn't be another time to anoint him for his burial. I heard one person say that it's possible that while Jesus was hanging on the cross and he was about to say it was finished, his head went down and the aroma of that perfume was still on him. And he remembered the woman because he said, she will be talked about whenever the gospel is preached. Why? Because she didn't wait for someday after Jesus died. But now was her moment. Faith is right now. Now i got to figure this out. Faith is right now. Hebrews chapter 11, you know this. It says, now, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's not the evidence of things not seen. Now, if you want an expectation for the future, you have to have faith now. You have to exercise faith now. You have to put your trust in God now to get an expectation even for your future. Too many people are looking at someday. Some people are saying, I don't have faith for someday because that happened. Some people are hopeless because why? Because they're not exercising faith in God today. They're like, I don't even know if there's even hope for my future. Why? Because you're not exercising faith today. Today, faith stirs an expectation of things to come. And not only that, your faith begins to stir and draw up in you the very proof that the future and what I do not see exists and I will walk into it. All right, I'm closing. I'm going to figure out which one you use to close. I think I'll use this one. In Luke, the 23rd chapter, we see Jesus crucified. He's, he's hanging on the cross. We know he has two thieves on either side of him. Two criminals, two thieves. If we're not careful, we'll find that out. You can read this. But the one, he says, listen, you talked a good game. Why don't you get us all off of this cross right now? He was the thief of yesterday. Because the other thief said, what are you doing? He's hanging there under the same condemnation as us. Yes, he'd never done anything. What is he talking about? Our past has brought guilt and condemnation into our lives. And that one thief said, listen, why don't you do something about our past? Why don't you just go ahead and happen something right now? Well, oh, I can't. We're living under the condemnation of the past. And the past guilt and condemnation and pain is a thief that is robbing you of your today. The other thief said, you know what, listen, I know, I've recognized, I've seen this, but someday remember me in your kingdom. But if you'll notice what Jesus said, Jesus didn't say, someday I'll remember you. He said, today you'll be with me in paradise. We're going to spend some time on this, what about now? But I want to encourage you in this week, do not let the thief of yesterday rob you of your miracle today. Do not let the hope of someday something being there rob you of your miracle today. Today is the day of salvation.
Today, there's power in today. Today is the day to live. Today is the day to laugh. Today is the day to rejoice. Today is the day to have peace. Today is the day to forgive. Today is the day to sow. Today is the day to pray. Today is the day to stir up what's on the inside of you. Today is the day to start mining the gifts and the callings and the abilities of God. Today is the day to bring out the very best Stop being miserable today because of yesterday. Stop being miserable today because you don't know and the fear of the future robs you. But today, live, love, laugh, rejoice. (laughs) Stretch forth your hand. Release anointing. Stretch forth your heart. Give to someone else. Because today is where the greatness of your influence abides. Yesterday's gone. No guarantee of tomorrow. But today. Today, make your marriage good. Today, be a good parent. Today, step out into deliverance. It's too easy to say, someday we'll fix our marriage. Someday I'll spend some time with my kids. Someday I'll get over this addiction. Someday when my ship comes in, my dad used to say that. I never knew as a kid, like, what ship? I didn't even know we had a ship. Someday when my ship comes in, today, today there's power in today. There's life in today. What about now? What are you going to do now? Why don't you stand up with me? If you're here in this room, if you've been watching, today's the day of salvation. Don't say one other day. Don't say one other time. Don't say one day I'll give my heart to Jesus. One day I'll live for God. One day. That day may never come. Today is the day to make Jesus the full and absolute master of your life, to be the master of what was by washing you and cleansing you and forgiving you of your past. In being the master of today, he sets the course and begins miracle-working power to set the course for the future, but it begins today. If you're in this room or you're watching, you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, And you want to, let's pray this prayer together. Say, God, the Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. And today, today, I determine to change my life. I ask you to forgive me of my sin. Come into my heart. Be the Lord of my life. Thank you for saving me. I put my trust in you. Today for newness of life. Amen. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, if you go online, onto our app, into my story, and tell us that you made Jesus the Lord of your life today. If you're in this room, you made Jesus the Lord of your life or rededicated your life, we'll have somebody up here who wants to give you just a packet about that. For the rest of you, I want you to leave here thinking about what about now? What about now? 
What opportunities afford me out there in the parking lot? What opportunities are there as I drive down the road? What opportunities when I move in the grocery store, right? We have the opportunity we can complain about the way things are, or there may be an opportunity to minister to somebody right there where we are. The opportunity to call someone and forgive them. The opportunity to call someone and encourage them. What about now? I got to quit. Say this as we go. What God did in Christ Jesus far exceeds any damage done to me by Adam's fall. You can be dismissed. Make it a great day. We'll see you at worship tonight at 6 o'clock.